I think what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go back historically to the early 70s and think about how some of those ideas might inform our thinking about the way in which uh, music is developing over that period, especially when that music is really deliberately, explicitly trying to do something interesting around gender and sexuality. So let's hear a piece of music that I think is really, really fascinating. This is the Chicago Women's Liberation Rock Band, Mountain Moving Day from 1972. The mountain moving day is coming. I know you don't believe it, but I know that it's true. All right. Chicago Women's Liberation Rock Band. Yes, they existed. Yes, they released an album in 1972 called Mountain Moving Day. That's what they sounded like. Fascinating. I would say straight off, pretty obvious what they're drawing on, structurally, musically. They're drawing on the, the rock music of bands like Jefferson Airplane. Jefferson Airplane always had a slightly kind of, you know, there was something different about them compared to most of their rock and acid rock contemporaries because because they were fr- led by a woman they were fronted by a female vocalist uh, grace slick and as i talked about in the episode on the the new left they had a you know they had a, a fairly explicitly political orientation so it's not surprising that that's kind of what they're drawing on uh, musically to create this song which is a, a, a utopian call to women's liberation what's really interesting at the same time is that listening to the instrumentation there uh, what's striking compared to uh, the, the more conventional kinds of rock that they're drawing on is that the instrument uh, the melodic instrument which is highest in the mix which is, which is most hourly arresting is not the guitar but the piano the piano which is historically always seen as sort of more gentler certainly compared to, than an electric guitar but you know is often associated with women actually the piano because it was the you know the piano was marketed as the great domestic uh, instrument when it was first invented and because it doesn't require because you can play it sitting down it was understood to not require the same level of f- physical stamina as playing something like the violin so women were sort of allowed to play it from quite you know throughout the 19th century so uh, whether sonically or socially, often coded to some extent as a sort of sort of feminine instrument. So the, this fact that they're taking this uh, kind of rock music, but they're making they're sort of fem- formally feminising it, uh, producing this sound which is um, quite distinctive, I think is really interesting. Uh, but then they're using it to create this uh, this sort of anthem. <coughs> now. It would have to be said that from, if we think about the kind of feminist, the different versions of a feminist perspective that I set out earlier, um, there certainly are, there are examples, even from the 60s, of what you might call a strictly liberal feminist approach to a kind of feminist music making. So there are women who are just simply doing music that sort of sounds like, uh, it sort of sounds like, um, you know, the kind of music that men are making. A really great early example would be the Pleasure Seekers, Susie Quattro's first band. Uh, Susie Quattro kind of, um, 
you know, fairly popular rock singer of the 70s. The Pleasure Seekers, who were this sort of, you know, this all-female American garage band from the mid-60s. So we should hear a bit of The Pleasure Seekers, uh, What a Way to Die from 1965. A song about drinking, a song about getting drunk, and about her boy, how her boyfriend doesn't like her getting drunk. It's pretty extraordinary. This is from 1965, actually. This sort of predates women's liberation. It even predates a track like uh, Aretha's uh, version of Respect. And, you know, it is a great indicator, I think, of the extent to which a kind of female discontent with patriarchal normative culture was absolutely building up and building up in the culture as it had been for the past uh, 10 years at least at this point you could also point to uh, rock singers from the late 60s like Grace Slick who I've already mentioned like the great Janis Joplin uh, who is essentially drawing on the great tradition of of um, black American blues singers people like Bessie Smith really in her vocal style but by the early 70s, if you're looking around for forms of music making, which women are really making their own, well, the obvious example really is the sort of confessional singer-songwriter style, which is pioneered above all by Joni Mitchell. And it's Joni Mitchell, he's a very interesting reference point when you're thinking about this history of music making from a from some kind of a feminist perspective. Because, you know, Joni Mitchell's songs, they are often about her heterosexual relationships with men. Uh, they, in that sense, they're very conv- they're very conventional, they're very almost normative. And her music, you know, she has this very high, kind of extremely feminine, kind of almost soprano sometimes. I mean, it's not soprano at all. But, um, you know, very high sort of sounding voice, um, very you know she plays the uh, she plays a guitar with a very kind of delicate uh, t- very delicate kind of style kind of picking style sometimes um the arrangements on her albums i mean you know a lot of the time are quite complex kind of jazz arrangements but they're a million miles away from any kind of driving rock sound and so it, she can be seen as exemplifying a really really feminine style of music uh, on the one ha- on the other hand from a certain feminist perspective you might just see that as conservative you might see that as just inhabiting a, a very demarcated position as a woman in making music on the other hand it's hard to point to a prominent popular sort of female musician of that period or even later who is more clearly developing a very distinctive artistic style and a distinctive style of her own and and a very artistically accomplished body of work. I think we should hear a bit before we go on about it anymore. Um, Let's hear Woman of Heart and Mind, another 1972 track. I am a Child to raise, come to me 